face of that one. How are you, Lauren? <laughs> I am well. How are you? I'm good. I have a mouthful of chicken nugget, but I'm pretty good. Um, hold on, let me finish this. This is rude. <laughs> but I was it's like, it's really funny that you're chewing right now because, well, I guess you'll see when we get to loud, my loud feeling. Oh, I read your loud feeling already, and I still was hungry. <laughs> I ch yeah, I definitely had a different one before, but I changed it. And that's funny that that's what that is right now that you're chewing. Um, I'm not like, you know me, like I, I get grossed out by a lot of things. Your loud feeling is not one of them. And that's strange to me. And now I feel like some type of way, like I should be grossed out because other things like that would gross me out, but doesn't. I actually enjoy... Um, the food creation of it all. Like, I'm always like, oh, I should eat like eight pounds of noodles. I mean, it makes me hungry, but it uh, it's just as gross to me. I can, I can totally hear that too. Um, well, welcome to another episode of the Loud Feelings Podcast. I feel like we always just start talking, but it is what it is. Everybody's, everybody knows the format. They know what's up. Um, this is a good, I feel like a good episode and it it's spurred by Father's Day is really what it is. It's like I, I was just sitting and thinking, like, what are the family dynamics that, like, really irk me? And I just started writing some of them down. I was like, let me see if there's, like, a resource online to see. So I pulled some questions from online. And I feel like we could just read them off and ask each other and answer as honestly as we humanly could. But whatever. All right, sounds good to me. So it's a hot one today, though. <laughs> oh lie. my god, it was like sweltering all day, and then even when it like rained, it didn't get any cooler. No, not like I took a seltzer out of the fridge and was instantly sweating. I was yeah. like, ew. No, I'm telling you, um, it's like the rain does not help. The rain mm -hmm. always hurts, and it just makes it like a wall of stank that you have to walk through. <laughs> I know I was going to go running, but then I was like, I can't breathe with like the water vapors from the humidity. Like, you would die. like right. well, that's why my asthma has been like shit. Cause it's been the second it gets humid. The yeah. water like sits at the bottom of my lung. I'm like, Oh my God, do I have pneumonia? Like it's obnoxious. <clears throat> um, but it's a hot one. Like, <laughs> seven, it reminded me of that video. It reminded me of that video of that lady who was like, it is 9,000 oh, degrees. I and am she's sitting so in Satan's ass crack. Pissed. She's pissed. <laughs> she oh my is God. so mad. And like, the thing is, I feel her. I don't, I mean, I oh like, my God. I, like uh -huh. the heat. I like it better than winter, but there has to be some middle ground. I cannot stand when it's like, oh my God, I can't breathe. Like, I want to live somewhere that it's like, fall all the time where it could be 70 could be 40 but like not negative 10 and not 95 like yeah humidity 70, 60 mm. 75 degrees is like my sure. happy space that's yeah. my happy space so um let's talk about our hot topic it's not like it's actually like pretty on par for part or for pride month which is I think why I kind of gravitated towards it and it's like really gross. Um, but 
it, uh, recently, I think last week, this kid named Tyler from um, Atlanta was filmed being abused by his um, family and mother, particularly, when it came to like how his mannerisms were and how he was behaving. And so like, if you go on and I'll put the resource in the um, show notes, but if you go on, you see like this man, like this adult man in his face, like telling him like, oh, this is a stupid shit you do all the time. Like you can't carry yourself like that. And he's got his hand around the back of his neck, like, and they shaved. So the other part is like, they shaved his head. They gave him like a horrible, um, like a humiliating like hairline. And then they carved into the side of his head, the word gay, as though that would be a scarlet letter or something. And it was just like heart wrenching to watch because so many of us, like so many of the LGBTQ members, like community members have gone through something similar, if not like worst. And this story like really progressed because it got picked up by a couple different um, news outlets or like I should say like Instagram blogs. But um, yeah, they shaved his head and it's like all these things like inflict so much fucking trauma and like not only was it traumatic for the boy like to experience, now it's like recorded in history, right? It's never going away. And he um, like they reached out to the like Atlanta's like essentially CPS and um before that happened the boy was on Instagram live on his own account after the encounter occurred and was explaining what happened he's just like completely brainwashed like he thinks he's doing something wrong and he's like well my family just doesn't want me to act that way like they don't want me to be gay and I don't I, like, it's fine. It's whatever. Like, and just kind of defending them because obviously people had a lot of loud feelings about it. And like watching a child be abused online is like pretty up there with like how I can't operate. And, like I got actually, I got emotional and then I sent it to you and you were like, I can't even watch this. So. Yeah. Um, I don't do well with things like that. And I know it's like one of those like necessary evils. Like you have to see it to like educate yourself on like mm -hmm. what goes on in these homes. Um, I think it's sad that we still have to see things like this happening to kids. And I mean, what's worse is like thinking about what goes on behind what's not recorded. Right. Um, a lot of kids don't have the, I shouldn't, it's not like opportunity is not the word, but they don't have someone to. The advocacy. Right. Advocate. So like they don't have someone who's out here telling people what's going on in their home. And so a lot of times like these things are happening and this is a lot of what I think leads to kids with depression issues and suicide 100%. and. 100%. I this mean, could bullying. Yeah, well, like one kid, I forgot, the too. I forgot the one kid who, um, and I'm so sorry I didn't put this in my research, I just thought about it, but he actually killed himself because he was being bullied at school, like a young black kid being bullied at school and being called gay and all that stuff. And like, as somebody who was, like, was gay all my life, but like could not like stand up for myself at, at a time or saw it as something to be like thought of as lesser 
like I remember being that kid who was like on the school bus on the way home sobbing the second the doors on the bus closed because they're just like re like roasting the shit out of me as like a 10 year old kid and it's like that that kills you that like hurts your soul and it i also just think it like it fucks with your like emotional relationship like you feel like you're lesser so therefore like your self-confidence is in question everything that goes in that just becomes a domino effect and you have to work to like put those building blocks back into their proper place but I don't I think know. It's that especially was... hard too when like they're getting it from both ends, like home oh, and yeah. school. No, no safe space. Right. Exactly. Home and school, I feel like four children are supposed to be either a safe space in conjunction or at least one from the other. I mean, if you're, I mean, I think every kid can say that they experienced some form of bullying in school, mm-hmm. whether it was direct, indirect, them doing the bullying, whether they like to admit it or not. So like if you're in that at school for eight hours a day, like home should be your, and it's terrible to say if you're a bully, your escape, but like same thing, like for these poor kids who are abused at home and then they go to school, like school is supposed to be their safe place, but like they don't have that. So it's like, like you said, they're constantly questioning their self-worth, their self-confidence. They grow up that way with all of that ingrained in their head. Like you're worthless. You're stupid. If you're gay, like you're shit, basically like that's going to be in their head and that's going to make them never comfortable with themselves. And this is why people have issues down the line because of where, and like it all stems from, I think being, I mean like what, what's, what happens to you when you're young for sure. Well, yeah, because it like is, it's everything that you're building upon after that. Right. Like you are, you're figuring out like how to accept love, how to give love. And when it is not only rejected, but then mocked, like that shit really affects you. That affects you. And I remember like, even when I was adopted and it's because I have some like very specific um, abandonment issues and things like that. But like a layer of it is, is like, if I tell my truth, if I tell people who I am, they have that gives them the the like blank check to walk out of my life and be done with me. And that's also why I am the way I am with how I let people in. It's just it's just hardwiring and it's a defense mechanism that like I'm aware of, so I kind of combat it. But like you know better than anybody, like I generally don't I have a either a neutral or a negative opinion of somebody when I first meet them. It's never like, oh my God, the best person in the world just came into my life. And it's like, mm, TBD on that. Like, let's right. let's see for more. I want to see more than just the trailer. So it, it comes from a place of trauma. And I'm happy that I can like acknowledge that, but it doesn't make it any easier to combat it in the moment. Mm-hmm. So, but I, my heart is like, re- like bleeding for this kid. Um, he has been since removed from the house which Mm -hmm. he's in the foster care system so then now it's like on anybody who's watched that video to call like and i'll put this in the the show notes as well like where you can call because from what i understand the atlanta cps like georgia in general the cps system is really shitty and kids have died within that system and it's like well it's sad because like 
even looking at like if you ever watched, which I did not because I could not stomach it, the Gabriel Hernandez. Um, yes. Yeah. Right. So, y- you know, you see how like these social workers are so bogged down because they have. I don't even know, like I might be exaggerating, but like 90 kids to be looking after. And like, you have to wonder if like some of their assessments and investigations are completely subjective because, or is it objective? Because it's like, yeah, it's just like, yeah, because it's like you're determining whether these people are telling you the truth or not. So it's like, if these things are getting overlooked or you miss a visit or, you know, whatever happens, like kids get, they fall through the cracks and it's, it's terrible. And then to think about like, if, if the system is over, overstressed, the children are the ones that like, nobody's going to go in there and like, how's your mental health? Like are you battling depression or anything? Nobody gives a fuck about that. But like, are you alive, breathing and like able to do what you were doing the day before? If the answer is yes, like fine, they're good. But like, who knows if they're like struggling so much or they're being sexually abused in that house. Like there's a lot of shit that goes into being in foster care that like most, um, the average person just wouldn't know. Right. Like it's like you, you just think, okay, they're in a better situation because they're not in the situation that they were in prior. And it's like, that's not true. Like that's not always true. So Tyler, I am rooting for you. There is like, you could, look at this as a moment of like you becoming the strongest person that you can ever become and i it's a shitty way to like get there it's a shitty way to like hope that you can get there but it is there is light at the end of this tunnel and it may seem bleak and it may be on social media for the rest of your life but you you're alive and you can keep growing and keep going from there but that is like heart wrenching like i yeah you know me you know how i feel i don't cry like i'm not like a big crier but this one got me like yeah no i couldn't stop it i had to pull it together before um got on like especially like brought it to the podcast so that was oh god like and why do we treat children so fucking poorly like i know i know And now my loud feeling this week is going to be a little bit hypocritical when it comes to that. But actually, it comes back to the parent being shitty, ultimately. But <laughs> um, I just am, my like, so sad. So sad that another, like, little black kid has to experience the world's venom before he should. Mm-hmm. And from the hands of his own family members who claim to love him and claim to be doing that. That's the mind fuck right there is like, they claim to be doing this in his investment and in his like, Oh, this will make you a stronger person. This will make you like being gay is weak. And it's like, stop associating being gay with anything other than like who you're attracted to. Like right. the second you prescribe one, um, stereotype to it there are so many counters to that so that drives me nuts um but again we're rooting for him and as if there are more updates i'll bring them up and stuff because i i feel invested in that story so let's go into our family dynamics now that we've kind of talked about family dynamics um and i don't know so this isn't like, and you could use this podcast as an exercise if you're having conflict with 
family members or um, you just you need an icebreaker. So I feel like if you want to do that with this podcast, you're more than welcome to. Um, do not let them send us any angry messages. This is from <laughs> from our perspective, not yours. So, and if you do, I may clap back. I'm good for that too. Um, but let's start light. Um, uh, I'll ask you, Lauren, and you can ask me. Okay. So wait, who, are my, you mean like you're going to ask me a question and then I'm going to ask you a question or the same one? Oh, that's a good question. Um, so you can ask me the same one or I can just volunteer it or whatever, but like, we'll go question for question. Okay. Like, okay. Yeah. So, um, who in your family are you most like? Let's see if I had to be, if I had to guess, I would say I'm most like my mother. And I yes. think that I get a lot of traits from my dad, but I am definitely most like my mother and my attitude and my um, emotions probably. And just the way maybe that I talk and act like my mannerisms, I would say I'm most like my mom. And I think Patrick would agree with that because I've made faces at him before that he's like, okay, Norma. <laughs> <laughs> Which so, I've, I've seen them and I've never been as bold to say, okay, normal, Norma, because I enjoy her quite a deal. <laughs> but um, not saying that Pat doesn't, but I, I've always known that like you, if, if I asked you this question, I already knew the answer. Like yeah, you and your mom are like sisters and daughter, mother, daughter. So it's funny. I actually even think Morgan's very similar to your mother too. Yeah. Sometimes I think that Morgan might be more like my mom than I am. Like, I feel like my mom and I's dynamic has changed a bit. Like before, not that like it's, like that we've like split apart or anything. But like before I was dating Patrick, like I would talk to my mom all day, every day, like call her on the phone all the time. Um, and that did continue into like our relationship that like we have or whatever. But I feel like as I've like grown older and like started being able to do things, like I don't bug her as much maybe. <laughs> so like <laughs> maybe like Morgan's kind of taking on that role. Like I do talk to her every single day. But I'm not constantly calling her for stupid shit like, oh, how, like, can I mash a baking potato? That was a doozy because I got that question too. And I literally was like, I'll let you call me back because <laughs> I'm yeah. all set. She hung up on me for that. I, I appreciate her honesty in that She moment. literally was like, I have to go. Hanging up, up on you is the best thing she could have done because yeah. – they're the same potato. There is no such thing as a baking potato. That's marketing. Like that's why it's like, come on, you gotta make it simple for us, simple folks over here. How is it not simple? You take the potato. Because you think a potato grows out of the ground and like I hope to be baked. Like no, the potato is just a potato. Any potato is a baking potato. There are some that are optimal for baking, but there are some that are just optimal for mashing. Like it's all. In what you hope to accomplish with that potato. Well, now I know that. Well, the more you know, and I saw it the is... rainbow and star roll over your head. But like, At least once a day. It really is like, I can see it from my house. Like, oh, Lauren, there it is. Lauren had another breakthrough. <laughs> there it goes, like the fireworks. <laughs> so 
Um, who in my family am I most like? So I can do both sets in my family, like my adoptive family and my um, birth family. So when it comes to who I'm most alike, it definitely is my birth mother. Like we are very, we're wired the same. Like we're very private people. We don't really let people in unless they've earned the right to be in. And when it comes oddly enough, and if you know me, this is why it's oddly enough is like, I'm probably most like my dad in for my adoptive um, family. Like I think I am, I can be combative. I can be, I know your jaw's on the ground. I can be combative. I can be argumentative. I can only have the goal of winning when it comes to feeling wronged. So in that way, no, it just happens to shake out that he and I are typically the people that are it's happening to. So it's an exchange of like, both of us are trying to do this, accomplish the same goal for ourselves, not necessarily trying to listen to the other person. So I, that's, that's called self-awareness. And I, yes. have, I have a little bit of it today, but um, yeah, I'll, I'll take it. All right. Um, the next question is, who is the most generous person in your family? Uh, I wasn't prepared for that question. Um, Brennan, I will say my uncle Brennan is the most generous person. Um, I swear, like come winter, I know I'm going to get a, like a bunch of coats. Like I just, and I, and maybe Brennan and Margo, I should say, are the most generous because as a unit, they're generous people and do a lot for a lot of people and are constantly like ready at a diet, like a drop of a hat to do anything for you. So, um, but Brennan specifically, like anytime he, I mean, he buys a million coats a year. I don't know why, <laughs> like all of his money's tied up in coats, but like, I know that I'm going to get a bunch of them. Like when he's like, okay, I got to clear a closet. Like, can you take these? And I'm like, yes, of course I'll take that like $400 <laughs> leather coat. Of course. So yeah, most generous I will say is he. I think I would say Morgan because she will quite literally do anything for anyone and not complain about it at all. And yes. I'm not like that at all. I feel, but I feel like if I had to do, I think for her, for she's for my family, but if I had to choose, like, I think if like we're doing like me and Pat, Pat's family is very generous. Just like mm -hmm. they're nice people Pat, all Pat around. Pat in general is very generous. Like Patrick is. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's, kind of, like it's, it's kind of disarming because like, I, I didn't think I was a, like a proud person and I don't really even identify as a proud person, but like I had a moment of pride when he like, and I don't know who listens, so I can't really like reveal all the tea. But like he did something that was incredibly selfless and like very um, like caring. And I wasn't quite prepared for it. I was just like, all right, like cool, but like, is it cool? And I had a moment, I had to like work through it. I was like, it's ultimately because he loves his brother. So I I had to take it back and like say like, okay, it's a good, it's ultimately a good thing, but I'm like, stop paying for shit. <laughs> <laughs> he loves to pay for shit. It he drives really me nuts. It drives me Not nuts. Not me, honey, I'm like, okay. I know it doesn't drive you nuts. <laughs> 
gold digger? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just no, that's, I definitely am a little gold digger over here. You're marrying him. It's not the same. If you were like stringing him along and like letting him believe something that wasn't true, then it's whatever. But like, also, let's be very clear. You make your own money and you could. Yes, 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 to. yes. Well, like, it's funny because the other day we went somewhere and I like quickly paid the bill before he could pay. And he was it's like. It's a game now. Yeah, and he was it's like annoyed, game. and he was like, "Whatever, I don't care. You have your own fucking money." I'm like, "You're right. I You're do. right. I so do. Like, let me pay for things too." <laughs> Listen, I know how this trip is gonna work. That he oh, and I are yeah. on. You better I like mentally prepare. So you I'm gonna. So I know I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna <laughs> go to these places ahead of schedule. Put my card on file, and he ain't got nothing to say about it. <laughs> He will still, he just likes to be, he just is. He is a generous person. You're mm -hmm. right. Really is. I was thinking like, I don't know, like I, I know he is, is my family now, but I was thinking like more. Oh, like your immediate that. family as it stands right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, Morgan is very generous and like kind also, if that was so a qualification. Um, Okay. How have family roles changed from the past? So, like, family dynamics, like, different shifts in, like, roles and things like that? Um, well, I would say that as we've grown up, like, my parents and their siblings have kind of taken over, like, the event planning and, like, the hosting of things. If I had to say for, like, like events and stuff. Like my grandparents used to always be the one, like my grandmother still cooks and stuff, but like, it's usually at my mom's house, obviously it's like, or like my mom and like her will like send out a text and be like, Oh, like we're planning this blah, blah, blah. Um, as they've changed, like over time, my parents are divorced now. So I have a stepmom now, which I think that 10 years ago that bothered me. Like she wasn't, it wasn't her, my dad was dating at the time, but like to have, well, actually even probably longer, like how old am I? Holy shit. So <laughs> actually more like 15 years ago when my dad first started dating with my mom and dad split up, like that was jarring to me because I was like, all I've ever known is my parents together and like, how dare he blah, blah, blah. But I think as I've grown up and matured, like that obviously doesn't bother me because I love my stepmom. She does literally anything for me. Yeah, um, she's super sweet. So nice. Like all these people in my life that are just so nice. I need to like absorb that quality. Well, just like at least observe it more too. Because I yeah. think that's <laughs> just like it makes me feel better when I'm realizing like, oh, they're really good people ultimately. Like, yeah. They are. It makes it when they like fuck up a little bit, it makes it a little easier to forgive them. Yeah. And I would say that probably like as my, as I've like gotten into like now I'm going to get married, like I would say it feels more like, I don't know how to say it. Like, I don't know. Like we just feel like we've grown up so much from, I don't know, being the kids at like Christmas that like didn't have to worry about anything. Now it's us like having to like plan and be like, okay, like right. we're going to start hosting events soon. And like, right. I don't know. It's weird. I think it is, especially I think once you get married and realize like 
now you have to create like tr your own traditions. Yes. And it's not just like, yeah, we'll go to our like respective parents' houses, but then it's like a whole production. Like, okay, we'll go over here and like, we'll go like go over here next for dessert or whatnot. But it does become a rigmarole. But I think the one good thing about COVID is like a lot of people just didn't like they either did like drop offs, like drive bys or like vid like does Skype or Skype. Ooh, that's old. Uh, did like a Zoom <laughs> and it like forced you to create your own tradition with the person sitting next to you. So yes, it was kind of cool. What about you? Um, I would say what roles have changed is like I speak up more like I used to feel dispensable in some ways or like they could easily do without me especially in my adoptive family like I, it was a, it was my own thing like I need to work through but I felt like if I say the wrong thing I'm going to be like pushed aside now I couldn't give two shits like everybody has to hear what I have to say you have to deal with it if you don't like it tough nuts but it's i think i've been the one to shift but um family dynamics have been interesting especially after this most recent election and like a lot of the um like civil rights issues like that has forced us to have conversations and did it work out the way we thought it would probably not but it's making us more accountable to each other and each other's feelings. So right or wrong, we're all being more accountable. Um, okay, next question. Do you like do you, going <laughs> to family but, gatherings? Yeah, do you like going to family gatherings? Why or why not? Um, so, I recently started like dreading them because I constantly was feeling like people are asking me so many freaking questions about, and of course, like, honestly, I haven't been to like a real family gathering because of COVID. So like all of last year, I dodged the constant, like, when are you having a baby? When are you getting married? Questions. So like, I used to like dread them because I'm like, I'm so sick of people asking me these things. Or there's constantly some kind of drama, which sometimes I enjoy going because I get to watch it. But if it's like, it depends, it depends. Like if I'm involved, I'm like, hell no, I, I'm not having any of this. But if I'm not and I get to sit back and watch, like, absolutely, I'm coming. 100%. But I think now, like I, since I took those gatherings for granted so much and like we had to go an entire year, like. I'm going to see my dad's side of the family next Saturday for the first time since COVID. Like I wow. have not, yeah. Like I have not seen my cousins on that side. I have not seen my aunts. I'm not like, I've seen my grandma, but like just a couple of times. So like, I'm going to see all those people for literally the first time in a year and a half. And like our family got together like for Christmas, Thanksgiving, like the summer holidays, like there was always a gathering going on. So I grew up with them seeing them more mm -hmm. than once a year. So this is like very exciting. So I am looking forward to that now. And I think realizing how much I took those gatherings for granted, I'm kind of like, you know, like regardless of what's going on, these people are, are in your life and they're who knows how long they're in your life for. Sure. So you really can't take it for I granted. Yeah. 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 Um, two things. I adore your, your dad's mother. 
I think she, first off, she's a wild card. I yeah. know <laughs> she's got some stories she wants me to hear. And <laughs> she is hilarious. Um, and then, like, I hope, <laughs> this is shady. <laughs> I hope your cousin doesn't bring up what I said to her on Instagram. Uh, I hope so, too. I hope I'm just going to be like, you know what? I'm not taking questions at this time. You could direct them right to me. I got answers. I got time and I got answers. You Let have, me send you to Mark, actually. Give her my phone number. I will gladly take aside 10 minutes to let her know exactly what I meant why I said it, and what she can do with it. But, I will. I'll be sure to pass that along. <laughs> but yeah. Um, for me, I do not. Okay. Like, do you enjoy family gatherings? I absolutely do not. Like, it, they stress me out. Um, everybody's trying so hard, and everybody's, like, trying to connect, and it just feels, I don't know, feels weird to me, but I'm also, like, the biggest like not the biggest introvert i can be extroverted if i need to be but i just don't i i feel like family gatherings are the time where like you know where you're like storing up your battery that's the time where it's like sucked right out of you like i can do one-on-one -on -one family gatherings like i can hang out with my like brian margo like ian all that stuff but like after that i'm like we don't really have a relationship we don't really know that much about each other. And honestly, we're really not that interested either. Like we're making small talk, which makes me uncomfortable. And oh, I just wish, yeah. I wish we were all adult enough to say, this sucks. Let's just eat some turkey together and be done. Or better yet, like at this point, why don't I just cook my own turkey dinner at home and I'll Zoom you? Because I'm great at it. That's This COVID was a blessing for that. Because I did. I made my own um, turkey. I had two people over that like were COVID free and we had a lovely Thanksgiving together and I wouldn't trade it for anything. It was just enough people for me to not feel like I was isolated on a holiday, but not too many people to where I was like, well, shit, this is like a lot of work. So yeah, it, we did a small Thanksgiving, but it was with two people who were also COVID free and it was my first time cooking a Thanksgiving dinner. And now I'm like, well, at least I know how in case I get exiled or mm -hmm. don't want to go next year. Yeah, but I probably will want to go. <laughs> I might go. I, I don't know. I will always show up to things, but I will always leave early too. never mistake the power of me. Ding dong ditching and never mistake the power of an Irish goodbye. You could make yourself oh. a plate slip right out the back door. <laughs> My favorite, <laughs> when I was in Louisiana and I um, I had had enough, like I was like also ready to like go do my own thing, like so to speak. Um, but I was like making sure everybody was good, like because I'm still the mom of the group and I'm like, okay, like this person's over here peeing and talking to random people. Good, got it. They're over there talking. I don't want to speak to anybody who's over there. I'm ready to go home. So, of course, John Pelosi clocks me. He's like, where are you going? I was like, don't make a thing of it, John. I'm going home. Don't make it a big deal. And he was like, oh. oh. Uh. And I'm like, oh, I had a lot of backlog in that. Because everybody, when they catch you leaving, they're like, oh, why are you going? Like, stay, stay. No, I don't want to stay. I want to go home. Yeah, I right. Want to, like, I want to take my underwear off. 
<laughs> I feel that. Oh, but yeah, he, he was great about it. He was like, okay, I'll see you in the morning. Bye. Like, but then I was like, okay, I, feel, I feel very good about that. He didn't freak out. Um, well, you didn't allow him to. No, I really didn't make room for him to freak out. And if he did, he did it on his own. But <laughs> um, next pregunta is, um, oh, it's your, you get to ask it. Who is the most interesting person in your extended family? Interesting person in my extended family. Um, huh, what a question. Um, I guess what qualifies as interesting. I, <laughs> well, who do I spend the most time with so I find them interesting? Margot? <laughs> like, yeah, right. <laughs> that's, I find her very interesting. I find her um, <laughs> stories about school life very interesting. I heard the best story about one of her uh, colleagues reviews like this woman read the uh, like assistant principal like Olivia Pope like it sounded like Shonda Rhimes had written it and I just like basked I got like I just sipped my wine and listened as though <laughs> it was like a story being regaled to me it was amazing so I that that award has to go out to Margot the most interesting uh, yes. letter award. Well, I feel like I liked your question about what qualifies as interesting, like interesting, like weird, interesting, like you want to talk to them, interesting, like you don't want to know more about them. But like, if I had to say interesting, I feel like my grandparents just in general, oh, yeah. um, just because like, I feel like they tell you these stories, like the last time I saw my grandma, she like told me something that I like had never heard before. So it was like, it's nice to hear like their like stories when they can remember them and mm -hmm. that they share them with you just because you get that little glimpse into like their life. Maybe like before they had, well, she has seven kids and then, you know, grandkids and all those life experiences. So I would say like my grandparents. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, like, I guess who's the most uh, interesting person in your immediate family then well i feel like i would like out of my mom my dad my sister and yeah i don't know i don't really know if i consider them i mean like i that feel the same bad. way no it's not that they're not interesting i just know them so like if i i find your mother incredibly interesting like i i feel like her life is very um like she knows what she's doing, but she's also just having fun. And I find that to be interesting. Yeah. I would say but, I find my parents interesting. I just like my dad's just interesting in like his own. The oh, he's so he unique. Does. Listen, that mouth gets to going. He is uh, <laughs> absolutely hilarious. Yeah, he's just a clown. So he yeah, is. I guess my parents are pretty interesting. <laughs> um. Did I? Yeah. Now <laughs> I'm like looking at this question. And I was like, that sounds bad. Um, so what is the best and worst thing about your family or extended family and or so like best and worst two part question? Okay. Um, the best thing about my extended family if I'm talking like aunts and uncles, I would have to say is that I do have pretty close relationships with most of them. 
I mean, on my mom's side, like I grew up with that aunt, like being around all the time. And my cousins like were over all the time. And then on my dad's side, like I said, like I just saw, I saw a couple more people, like there's two aunts that I see more than most. So like, I would say like my relationships is probably the best because like, I just, we are very close knit. Worst thing I would say is just like, I just feel like someone's always talking about somebody (laughs) and the stories are always either mixed up. You never know exactly what the truth is, or it's just like incredibly frustrating with like what the facts are, I guess. Like, you're just like, okay, well, who really said this? So I would just say drama is probably the worst thing, especially on my mom's side. My mom's side, we fight a lot. Yeah. Um, I could, yeah, that, that would suck. So for me, um, hold on. Did you delete the question? Mm. Oh, it's okay. I think I remember it. Okay. It's not that I don't remember. I just really want to be accurate in how I answer it. So, um, the best part of my family is that we all are multiracial. Like, and that's with my adoptive family, um, we're multiracial and some are biracial, some are, well, yeah, some are black. Like it's, um, it is its own deck of cards because like, obviously you have your own feelings about things and race relations and things like that. So the worst thing about it is the very same thing that's the best about it is like, we're all multiracial so we all have different like interactions with race and our upbringings and doesn't make for very like easy conversations a lot of times but i do think that the worst part is that we don't we try to empathize but we don't like we it doesn't actually land well um and maybe the other part is that we try to brush it under the rug like with the words, I love you, like that is not helpful to like getting to a place of reconciliation or a, um, at least like a place of like, okay, like let's shelf it. Like that's that, like, I don't know, saying I love you doesn't mean that like, you know how to accurately love me or how you know how to like best stand beside me on something. So I think that would probably be the worst part of it. Um, that, I guess I, yeah, I really didn't think about that until it like was hit and I didn't read these questions ahead of time. So like it, they are being answered in real time. Oh, I was wondering, I thought you came up with these on your own. No. Well, some of them I did pop in there, but like a good portion of them, like they came from the internet and I was like, I feel like these are interesting questions for people to take inventory with themselves and maybe even like use it to bridge like familial gaps sure next Um, pregunta next question um i have here have you ever been to any large family reunions and how did it go i have like i was very young and it was weird i think we just went to a park and I got tired pretty quickly and I was like, why are we still here? Yeah, right. Like, you're like, okay, we ate, we did everything we're supposed to do. It's time to go. 
see in 10 years or not. <laughs> I've literally been to one, I think. And that was when we went to Texas when I was in I'm like sixth say. grade. And I knew like my grandparents and my aunt. And then I met a bunch of people. But I, I cannot be honest. I don't really remember it much. Um, so, yeah, I, I went. And I'm sure that I just got told like, oh, my God, I remember you were this big. Like, and then I just never saw these people what, again. Like, Most of them I've literally never seen again. Well, it's like, what am I supposed to do with that information? Like, yeah, I like remember... I was still shitting my pants when you first met me. I don't do that anymore. <laughs> Hi. Um, also, like, I'm like, I remember you when you were this big. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, you were always going to be a giant to me at that point. I don't know. Like, yeah. And I have no recollection of you then or now. So, um, I, family reunions are always interesting. Like, it's, I think they're good. Ultimately, they are like extremely, um, extended family. Like, you get to see like your, 13th cousin removed by marriage or whatever like you get to meet them or see them and sometimes you make like good connections or whatnot but ultimately it's like i don't know you and like are there any familial ties i don't know but also being adopted being adopted and going to a family reunion you feel like a spectator you just like yeah. you're like i've never met you and i you don't know me when i was this little like you've only known me as this big like so very interesting stuff um next question is um how important are strong family ties to you are strong family ties more or less important than close friendships that is a question that i wrote and i feel like it is that i wrote <laughs> <laughs> and i wrote it specifically for me okay um you go first though okay um, I think strong family ties are very important to me just because I grew up like learning that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I want my family to get along. Like I want us to have those gatherings that we had when I was little, like our family's not nearly as large as it was. And I know that only having me and my sister, like we're not going to pop out 14 kids a piece. So like our family's probably going to remain generally pretty small, but I think like getting married, like, you know, like Tim and Claire will have kids eventually. And mm -hmm. like, then, you know, like we'll be expanding on that. So I think that it's a different kind of close tie than with a friend, just because family is someone you've known your entire life. And like, they're always going to be your family. Whereas like, yeah, you can like have close friendships and like maybe they last for years, but who knows? Like maybe they don't withstand the test of time and mm -hmm. that person's just not in your life anymore. Whereas like these people are with you forever. So I just feel like it's better. I, I, I would say that strong ties do matter to me. So it's funny that you say that because I feel the exact opposite way. Like, and it's because I have very specific um, interaction with family, like being adopted, you do get to see how, yes, like your family is in your life for the rest of either of your lives. Um, but it is by, in a way by like, nature that that's the case. It's not necessarily, I don't know. I also am a very big believer in if like 
I don't like you as a person. I just don't like you as a person. And that doesn't mean if we're like brother, sister, like cousin, uncle, like none of that like matters to me. If I feel like you are a person that subtracts from my life, I don't need you in my life. And that goes for friendship and or family member. I think it's a little hard to hear when it's a family member, but like how often do you see feuds that go on for years and years because we're supposed to be a family. I This is the idea that we're supposed to live up to. Well, maybe the idea is flawed. Maybe inherently you forcing this just means that like, that's the problem. Like you're two different people that like have two different approaches to a similar situation and you're not going to agree or you're not going to like each other. So why keep investing in the stress? Like, what's the point? So, but for me, my friends have always, like, even in high school, my friends have, like, kind of turned into my family and been important in that way. So, I don't know. I just, I do kind of think that, like, friendship ties are a bit stronger for me than some family ties. And I say some family ties. It doesn't mean all, but, like... like, I have some people that I, in my family, that I am not comfortable with their interaction with race. And I am feeling less and less close to them because of that. So because, like, we're related, I should suffer that? I don't know. I feel like I'm Black before I'm your, like, relative. No, and I agree. I mean, like, I think I can cut. I don't have a problem, like, if people are doing something I don't agree with and, like, that we're never going to see eye to eye with or it's, like, horrible and they're like a racist like mm-hmm. I don't have a problem cutting ties but like I do like if it was like let me see so like if my mother was racist would I cut ties with yeah. her I mean I would probably have to tell her like I don't know that I can talk to you anymore but it would be easier for me to cut a tie with a racist aunt than my own mother a hundred percent there are levels to this I could not agree more but I think if your mom was racist and you are with Pat, that does not oh, work. Oh, God. That wouldn't that work. work. So, yeah, I know. That's like, I I know. I always feel bad for people who do have to deal with that. Like, you know, the person you love is just never going to be accepted by your family. Yeah. I mean, and not that I've ever experienced that. Like, my family asks me when I'm going to be with somebody to bring around. But there are, like, things that I am very anxious about i will be honest and say it's anxiety because it's not happened but i'm like there are family members that i would not want my significant other to be exposed to because i don't feel like they have a very healthy relationship with either queer culture or like black culture whomever like even if i ended up with somebody who was opposite of my race but like also opposite their race i would have like a great deal of anxiety walking into that so, um, but like my birth mother, we've had a good conversations on like, oh, do you want to be with somebody? That's the question I like better than why aren't you with somebody? Do you want to be with somebody? When she asked me that, I felt seen because it's like, I don't know if I want to. I, right. I, I, often, I oftentimes think maybe, like maybe it's fine. But like, I also am like, maybe I don't. Maybe I am in the place, I, I find myself in the place that I am for a reason. Mm-hmm. So that, I don't know, the phrasing of that question, it sat with me. And I was like, I was very appreciative that it was asked that way. Um, yeah, it's nice that she worded it in a way that, like, 
she wants to hear your like right. genuine response rather than like, when are you going to date somebody? When are you yeah, because it, it doesn't, it, it doesn't remove me from the equation. You're asking me like, Oh, like when are you going to be with somebody? You're focused on the, the somebody, not me right. and how I feel. Right. About it. Like, yeah. So it's a lot. It's really, really awesome to hear that. Like, um, yeah. So yes, I put more stock in my friendships, but I also know the value of family members. So if family members are listening, you're getting all the inside turd. <laughs> <clears throat> Your turn. Right. Okay. What would growing up in an ideal family environment look like to you? And do you think that anyone grew up in an ideal family environment? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. The nobody, there is no ideal family. And the idea that that, that, that could exist is the problem. That's like, cause we're always working towards this archetype of what we envision a perfect family to be, but it doesn't exist. And it's like, if we stop, it's it, like inflicting those expectations on one another, it would be fine. Yes. I would love to have grown up in a family that, um, got it that like really got like it but they like a lot of them did the best they could with what they had at the time and i have to acknowledge that and really press through on that like being adopted like would it if it didn't have to happen yeah ideally that would be the case but like you would want a family to stay together blah 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 but like it doesn't always shake out that way but like it's not meant to either like it's you're supposed some things you're supposed to experience the way they're held, handed out to you. So I'm I never look back and say like, oh, like I wish my life were like this because that's not. I'm thankful for my life. I just I mean there are things that I want to edit in my future so we don't repeat it. Okay, um, for me, you? I would say that I guess it depends on the person because I feel like if you had like a good, like healthy family relationship, healthy family dynamic, and like that was ideal to you, then yeah, I do think that you could have had an ideal like family. I, I, I do because I feel like if you're like, okay, my parents divorced when I was 16. That's not ideal. But I wouldn't say that like my life was horribly negatively affected because of it. Like I wouldn't say that I grew up in an, a non-ordeal situation. Like I wouldn't say, I can't say that I ever wanted for anything. I never, if I asked for something nine times out of 10, I, you know, would get it. I mean, I obviously was someone who had to like keep my grades up. I had to get a job, like things like that, but it wasn't abusive. It wasn't neglectful. So mm -hmm. to me, like I would say I did grow up in an ideal world because sure. that was what I knew. But I think that it kind of is in the eye of the beholder. So like, do it I think is. that, do I think that we have like an ivory tower that everyone like lived in this like Disney princess? No, <laughs> I obviously, but right. I think that it depends on like, I guess your experience. Yeah, that's true. I would say it's based on your interpretation of what um, it all is, is like, what is ideal to you? And that's how you judge it and how you like, that's how you pass it or how you fail it. Right. Um, 
Next question. Is there an alpha in your family? That's from the internet. I would never ask that. Um, <laughs> I came up with that question. Actually. Oh, you did? <laughs> I did. So I would love to hear. I absolutely want to hear. I love that I indirectly read you and did not at all intend to. But no, I, mean, I, I would never call it that. that 100%. <laughs> I definitely did write that, though. Um, yes, there is. And by what measure does he judge himself by that? I fucking no clue. <laughs> but he believes it, so therefore it is. Um, I would have to say <laughs> I could not pinpoint an alpha in my particular family, but <laughs> recently Patrick decided that he has taken on the role of like the patriarch in his family. And I would have to say that like, not in the way that he's like, I'm like Robert Baratheon, the King, yeah. but it's more or less like he tries to like help where he can and like take care of things where they need to be taken care of. So like that kind of way, I guess he identifies himself as an alpha but I, not in like a, <laughs> it wasn't in a like maybe the word one. maybe the word provider is stronger in that that's section. a better word i would yeah. say that's but in hilarious my own family i guess i don't know i don't think i would identify anyone as an alpha because nobody's like totalitarian over anybody like yeah I, you can tell me what you think and i can also go say fuck yourself like i don't yeah. <laughs> i i still possess the right so <laughs> being alpha like i said there is one person that believes he is but like i don't know how you arrived to that conclusion so that was my favorite answer so far i think like by what measures <laughs> you do that like i don't know <laughs> Oh, I love good. I love it for him. If that's what it is, I love that for him. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> okay. How, has, <laughs> how has your family shaped your personality, and who do, uh, who did you turn out to be? Um. So I would say that my family definitely taught me that nothing is free. Like I remember being like, water is free. And my dad's like, no, it's not. No, we get a bill for that too. Yep. Um, and that you really do have to work hard to, if you want the things that you want, if you're mm -hmm. going to make an honest living, like you need to get a job. And I mean, I started working fairly early. Um, I think I mentioned on a previous podcast that last, I asked last mom, week, was it that I asked yeah. Mom, yeah, for an allowance? She was like, hey, yeah, let me get a side job. So like, I definitely, will say that I was, um, I won't like, I was definitely spoiled in that. Like I never had to want for anything, but I was taught that you do have to work for the things you have. So that, um, I think that it kind of made me, I wouldn't even say that like I've learned to have a backbone from my family, but I would say that both my parents are good at standing up for themselves. But I think like I admire that quality in other people. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say family oriented because I would say both my parents are, um, I think it, I mean, I think I'm a generally good person. So I would say that they did a pretty good job. Um, yeah, like, you are so a good person. I will give you morals that. and values in me. I might be a little petty and bitchy sometimes, but. Well, that's just, uh, that's a part of the, the exchange. Sorry. Guys. Mm -hmm. Comes in the package, honey. <laughs> are you, when are you going to, have you been petty your whole life? Um, my life. 
That was the best. I, I died whoever, laughing. Whoever came up with that deserves a medal. A medal and a half. Um, okay. How is my family shaped by personality? Um, it has made my family both sides, like both adopted and biological, um, have forced me to be strong because like <clears throat> throughout the circumstances, like I had to be smart like pretty quickly and be like pretty like not i mean yes street smart but like just world savvy like just being able to float within circles and like i mean talk about code switching and we can do this is like that should be an episode at some point is code switching but i've had to by essence to exist had to learn how to code switch so that has been a part of my like experience and like floating in and out and going back and forth. And I believe it's shaped me for how to work and how to turn it on and off in the corporate world. That's, I do pretty well in um, like office situations. That's also how I know I don't like being in the office situations, but I'm, I'm pretty good at like advocating for myself and like being fair to others. And I think that's in large part to like my adoptive mom. Like she definitely made it a point to like teach me how to advocate for myself and like how to best display my talents and like all that kind of stuff. So I always say that and like my work ethic really did come from her. Um, so it's, I think that's, I mean, that is like, there's so many layers to that. Like there's so many people that I can attribute to a lot of those things, but I will say that that's pretty important. Um, who did I turn out to be? Somebody that I'm like ultimately, and like I took stock like the other day and was like, I'm actually really proud of myself. Like I, I did some shit and like been through some shit, but I'm also like gonna be the shit. So I'm thrilled that like it all shook out the way it did very good very good i like that um your question is next i thought i okay okay Let's i did see. the last one is there anyone in your family that you aspire to be like i'm afraid for you to answer this a little bit literally <laughs> the no alpha male. literally no <laughs> literally. i knew that was coming that's why i was like i cannot wait to I hear like, this as charming as that is, like, no, I do not aspire to be like anybody in my family. And that's not because I think that they're bad people. I just have my own path that I'm forging. And yes, I like there are people that are like their attributes of my family that I really um, admire. Like, I love that, um, like, particularly my uncle Ian is like one of probably one of the kindest people I've ever met. Like, he's, um, he's a good listener. I think that's a, like, is the quality that I admire the most in him. Um, I, yeah, I think that's probably the one that like pops up like top of mind. But what about you? Do you aspire to be like anybody in your family? I might aspire to have qualities of certain people rather than to like be like them. So I definitely wish that I was more like patient and maybe kind like Morgan and my mom. Yeah. Um, I might wish that I was a little more like um, handy, like my dad, like things like that. Like I wouldn't say that I'm like, oh, I 
wish I was like my mom and like in all ways, shapes and forms, like, no, like we're different people. So right. like you're you. similar, like, I, but you're different. Yeah. So like I might pick out qualities of certain people <clears throat> and say like, yeah, that's what I should observe more, like you said, yeah. and try to take in, but no, not aspire to be them. Yeah. It's like, I can observe, I think that's maybe more of where I'm coming from. Like I said earlier, like I'm just observing more of who the people are and just appreciating that as the the narrative, as opposed to like, oh, I want to be like them. Because when you say you want to be like them, it puts them on a pedestal. So when they fail, you feel fucked over. And it's mm-hmm. like, I don't want anybody to, you don't have to stand on that pedestal because I'll never put you on that pedestal. Um, yeah, that's a good question. I think like, even though I laughed it out of the room, it's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> Your turn. <laughs> uh, is there anyone in your family you don't see eye to eye with? Girl, don't bring that, <laughs> question. Don't bring that question to my door. <laughs> um, I would say that I have an uncle who is just, uh, just an ignorant old donkey. And he just acts like an ass at every mm-hmm. given opportunity. And I've gotten in several disagreements with him one almost ruined christmas so he'd probably be the one that i would say i would yeah so i i feel like beyonce when she's answering i didn't (laughs) expect that question (laughs) um my greatest aspiration is to be happy um do where's the list do we got how much time we got on this podcast because like I don't, I think you should ask who do I see eye to eye with more because it's a shorter list. So okay. I was, I was talking to um, Margo the other day and I was just like, out, like outside of the three of us, like, well, the four of us, me, um, them and Ian in their families, like we're the only like liberals in our like, family like everybody else is like moderate or like closeted conservative or full-on conservative and i don't see eye to eye with them and that is like where a lot of my like strife and angst comes from and it's shit i gotta work out because it's like it's going to inhibit any further movement of a relationship but like at some degree I've become comfortable with like the relationship stagnating a bit because I don't, I don't want to invest in something and continue to be hurt by what I un- unravel. So the long question or the short answer to that is like <laughs> 70, 70% of my family, I don't see eye to eye with. And that's just where we're at. That's just what it is. It is what it is. Um, okay. Yeah, you're. Oof. Is there a person? <laughs> I know, and I will say, eleven through twenty, I pretty much came up with my. Yeah, own you did. Own, so. You done did it. Is there a person in your family that you wish you had a better relationship with? I wish that I had a better. And you, most people would think I would say my dad. It's actually my adoptive mother. I wish I had a better relationship with her. After we read, um, how to be an anti-racist, like I just don't feel as attached to her anymore like and i'm i like i grieve that i'm i'm sad about that but i also am like very realistic on 
people just having like limitations and that's not to like say that she's limited but she has a limitation right now um and what i mean by that is like she has the ability she has the like wherewithal to figure out the information and apply it but she's limiting herself to believe that this is the only way that race can interact and that i i don't know i i feel like you can't think this way and have a black son and it's just hard to for me it's hard for me to understand how you occupy those two things in your head so um that is a relationship that i would want to be better in the future if at all um i i feel like i don't really have anyone in my family that i don't have a relationship that's not meant to be like with. So it's hard for me to say that there's someone that I like wish I had a better relationship with in the fact that like there's something negative that happened Mm -hmm. versus maybe like I just wish that like I spoke to like my grandparents in Texas more maybe. Like maybe I wish that like I knew that family down there a little more and like had a closer relationship with them. Um, because we don't really like we talk every once in a while, but it's nothing like I do. So with like a deeper, here. a deeper relationship. Yeah, yeah, better in that sense. Um, your question is next. I think I asked asked the last one. You did. Um. Okay. What's your favorite family memory? My favorite family memory. That's um, when. Oh, that was a really sweet one is when um, I was very indecisive about college and wanted to go to culinary school. And we went, my parents went and I went on some college tours. We went to the CIA Culinary Institute of America in in, uh, Hyde Park, New York. And we then went to, um, what is it called? Um, the it's a school in Miami, a culinary school in Miami. Le Cor- I think it's a Cordon Bleu, and it is oh yeah, it's like one of the like top rated schools. And ultimately decided like for the money, it wasn't something that I couldn't have learned on the job, but it was like a very big family bonding moment um, for us to kind of go through that together. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it was a good trip. Ultimately, I went to Miami with my family. Like, it's probably not like how most people <laughs> spend Miami time. But um, <laughs> I just remember it being a very good trip and I liked it. Um, I would say that my favorite family memory would have to be. I don't even know, because I feel like I have I know it sounds like cliche, but I do have a lot. Um maybe just like the last time my family was like together, which was probably my graduation from nursing school. Oh yeah. Your family really showed up and showed out. Yeah. Your dad sitting in the row before us. Oh my God. He's a mouth. Mouth. (laughs) He's a mouth. That's a great (laughs) point. But I would probably say just because like my parents have a very good relationship that they can like be around each other, even though they're divorced, they're not rude to each other. They're very civil and uh, like agreeable, whatever. So it's nice when we can all get together like that. And I think that really was the last time. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, it's time for a family reunion. I know my wedding. 
Oh boy, that's <laughs> a lot of pressure on you to to host a family reunion at your wedding. That's at my pressure. wedding. <laughs> um, what kind of qualities do you want to put into the foundation of your future family? That's a great question. Thank you. Okay, one you didn't laugh out of the room. Let's nope. see. <laughs> Who's the alpha? <laughs> <laughs> I would um, never ask that. <laughs> I would never write that. Um, I would say the qualities that I would put into mine are like developing close bonds with your siblings. I think that my sister and I, growing up, we fought all the time. And like, I guess I don't really know like other people's dynamics, like if they were always fighting like we did, like it was never like physical like beating each other's asses but we were like constantly bickering you know like slapping each other around so like, like roommates you just are in such close proximity to one another that you don't have a choice but to do these things <laughs> yeah and that's like all we do is fight so like now our relationship's gotten a lot closer and you know as we've grown older so I think that that like that's something I would try to instill um definitely I don't know. My grandma, like one of the things she always says is like not holding grudges because your family's only around for so long. Like she's in Texas right now visiting her like 95 or 96 year old sister. So like this could wow. be the last time. Yeah, she's pretty old. So like this is like the last time she's going to see her probably. So like just like her always saying like there's no point in staying mad at people because you just never know like what could happen tomorrow. Mm -hmm. um, so things like that. Yeah, that's a good, um, that's good. That, to me, that's good on paper. And I agree with your grandmother a great deal. I'm just like, mm, I won't be mad at you, but I don't mean you're about to be in my life. But different strokes. I, but I appreciate your grandmother's sentiment. <laughs> and you? Um, what qualities? Um, so I want, who, like, whoever my children are, I want them to be kind. And I think that's the biggest quality that you can ever ask out of another person is like kindness. Like it's, I don't know. It's just like the basis of human existence is like, we can't really do any of this without each other. But if you're kind, it makes it a little bit easier to do it. So um, I feel like also people look up to you when you are kind even if you're not the smartest person in the room if you're the kindest person in the room you still are admired and um i feel like that's a very big truth um i i think maybe hard working also like that's a big deal to me personally is like i don't i don't know how not to give like and i don't give 100 percent all the time because that's impossible but i don't know how not to leave it all on the table. Like, I don't know what it's like to like go back and say like, I wish I had done this job differently because this, that, no, like, it's like, okay, I did the best I could with what I had at the time. And that's, that's me leaving it all on the table. So that would be the quality. And then, um, maybe just, I don't know. Cause it's hard confidence in that it doesn't necessarily mean like you think you're the shit but it's more so like you know that you can bounce back from anything like you and that kind of confidence is like otherworldly sometimes so yeah that those are the qualities i would want in my future's family foundation 
I like those. I think they're good ones. Um, the next question is, are there any new relationships in your family that you're navigating? And the example that I put um, is like in-laws or I don't know, I guess, I don't know, new, new significant others or new kids. Um, no, everybody's pretty settled in my family. Like everybody's met their um, match, except for me. Actually, I think I'm the last, I think I'm the last single person in my family, which is like fan fucking tastic. Um, do are there any new dynamics? No, not really. Um, I in laws is interesting. I don't have any in laws, but I've seen like in law interactions, and I'm always just like that shit's for the birds. Like who wants to like break in a whole new family because you're related. You got to like operate this way with each other. I don't get it. But what about you? Um, well, yeah, I am. I'm, I'm, um, navigating relationships with new in-laws in the sense that I'm going to have a sister-in-law soon. So like mm -hmm. just trying to like get a better feel for that. Like, you know, how we're getting to know each other. Um, and then I wouldn't really say like my in-laws as like Pat's parents, just because like I've been around for so long by now that like I know them and I'm comfortable with them and him and his mom or his mom and I get along really well. His obviously his grandmother and them like approve of me. So I feel like in the sense of like, now I'm going to be someone's wife. Maybe I'm kind of like navigating That's definitely like that. a new relationship. Like. Yeah. So it's like, I'm not the girlfriend anymore. Like, and I mean, like, I guess it doesn't really make a difference because like, we're still together. Like we haven't changed, but I just feel like the title just brings a little bit of something else. I think you have to stand up straighter, right? Like you, it's a little, a little bit more, right? Like it's it feels a little like bit more serious, even though it's still your relationship, it's still the same relationship before he asked the question. It is like, okay, this is serious. And like, I want to approach it with that seriousness because I want to do right by myself and by you. Right. Yeah. So Spot on. I support you. Um, do you feel, do you feel um, pressure to act a certain way by your family based on differences in beliefs and values? Fuck yeah, I do feel that. <laughs> um, Nobody's ever asked me to be somebody I'm not. And I'm very thankful for that. But I do feel as though like I get spoken to or looked at as though I'm a crazy liberal. And I'm like, I'm actually, to me, I'm normal. To me, like kindness to others. Everybody has access to the American dream. That kind of shit is like normal to me. The idea that you don't believe that is abnormal to me and there's room for both arguments right like i maybe i just we just don't see eye to eye on that and that's okay but i think when you get to the like nuts and bolts of what your foundational beliefs are that's where it's like made or broken i i really firmly believe that like i believe this is right and you don't believe that it's hard to be in relation with somebody like that because if your fundamental truths are in disagreement, how do you build on anything else? Right. Like, cool, yeah. you both like to sew or you both like to paint. Like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, do I feel that? Um, 
I would say that maybe the only thing I feel pressured to act like is maybe a little more toned down. Like I know that I'm very, um, mm. I'm not afraid toned of like, Toned down for what? Yeah. So <laughs> like, I might feel like maybe there's some people that I can say things around that others are not going to take that as well. Um, like on my mom's side of the family, like, I feel like we're all very, What's another word for loud mouth? Opinionated. <laughs> but, but I feel like we're all generally on the same train, okay. maybe just in different compartments. So like we bring a different, maybe just a different perspective to the table. And maybe we might like bicker about it before we realize like, okay, like we're, we're on the same track. We're just like getting there differently. Right. Um, and if, I mean, of course there's things we don't agree on, but I would say that like, that family can take us saying anything because my grandma literally says whatever the hell she fucking wants. So it's mm -hmm. like, she holds no bars. So like we aren't either yeah. on my dad's side, like with my dad's mom, I try to be a little more, um, not conservative in like politics, but just in like my swearing or like, maybe I don't yeah. talk about things that are, even though she can be a little inappropriate. I've so heard like, her. She, I'm yeah, like, exactly. So I heard like, her telling some stories. I was like, Right. Oh. So like, that's what I mean. Like, even then, like, I might try not to like curse as much in front of her, but she has no problem talking about, but she I, literally I, said to me the one day, oh, I, I didn't want to call and bother you. I didn't know if you and Pat would be having sex. I'm like, grandma, <laughs> what? Like, what are it's, you saying? And she it's was the like, middle of the day on a Tuesday, girl. Exactly. No. <laughs> I'm like, it's fucking 1.30. I mean, not that, you know, people don't have sex at 1.30, but I was like, that's sure, why you were concerned. Still. So she's just, she's just funny. And guess what, Graham? If I were, I wouldn't answer. <laughs> exactly. Like, like I probably would have just hit ignore. Right. So, oh, that's but funny. She, yeah. Um, it's a weird pressure because I'm, I, I say all that and then wonder how much of it's self-inflicted. Like it's right. like, I believe this, I should like read the room and like be a little bit less, but like, if anybody directly asked me to do that, then I would turn up even more. That's like the, you want the opposite? Ask me to do that. Like I'm <laughs> really engaged. I'm really married to the idea of being as petty as humanly possible. Like upgrades left and right on that one. Um, your question is the final question. All right. How is your family with communication? Shitty. Um, we don't talk about anything. Um, so I say that about my adoptive family. We don't, we just recently started talking about stuff. And then we just recently, even more recently stopped kind of talking about those things because it was uncomfortable and like people felt attacked and all that. And it's like, whatever. But, um, I had a really good conversation with my mom when she was in, um, the hospital. Um, so she, we were reading the, the book that I suggested from Oprah, um, What Happened to You, and I'll put it in the show notes as well. Um, and I, I suggest that book because it's a good conversation starter to like healing and things like that. Um, but she asked me, she's like, did I inflict any trauma on you with the whole gay thing? And I was like, well, yeah, like not knowing whether or not you would still love me was a big deal and then being adopted on top of that like there's a lot of room for you to walk away from me so i needed to kind of get us clear about that and she's like 
I know from my own trauma of <clears throat> how my family received gay people when I was younger, I didn't want that for you. So my only understanding was to try to will it out of you. And I realize obviously it didn't work, but that was the only tool that I had and the only tool that I knew. So we, that conversation was not only like where she had, I wasn't holding her feet to the fire because I'd already forgiven her for that. And I knew where she stood on it, but to put like articulation behind it, an apology is life-changing, like so life-changing. So getting the understanding that like, I see you, I not, not only do I see you, but I love you for who you are and the person that you constantly are evolving and being like, I, I celebrate you. So that's that was a great moment. So that was a great moment of communication. So what about you? Um, I think that my family is good at being able to say like this, well, my immediate family, my mother, my sister to each other. I think we're good about that. Um, and like extended family, I think we're not very good. We might let things kind of, just go or like go under the rug if we don't want to deal with it. Mm -hmm. So like in that sense, we probably could be better. But I would say that my mom is always the one who tells me like people are not mind readers. They're not going to know True. Uh, if you're mad at them, you're the one who's going to have to tell them or if they upset you, you're going to be the one who has to tell them because I used to complain all the time about Patrick, like not doing things. And she's like, well, did you ask him to do it? No, he should just know. Okay. Well, no, he doesn't <laughs> he just doesn't. know. So, we think our child, like we think our upbringing is the only upbringing, like, right? And I know we don't have anything to compare it to because, like, how else would you? But like, I know, and this is—I swear—I have a friend who like would harp. Actually, I won't even say friend because he said it on this very podcast. Is John like he would be on his ex-husband about this because he's like, this just needs to be done. Why doesn't he know how to do it? Or like, why is why are his clothes around the laundry basket and not in the laundry basket? Is like. It's just because, like, he he's he has a different upbringing. Yeah, you and I know that, but like, we also talked about it. So right, right, yeah. So I would say, in that sense, like, I've learned that I need to be a good communicator. Um, but I think every family has that, like, ugh, we're just gonna let it go. We're not gonna talk about it. I can't deal with that. I just would not talk to you. It's not that I want to talk about it. I'm saying to talk to you. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, that's, that's fair. That's real life with that's real life over here at Mark Johnson's house. <laughs> <clears throat> um, well, I guess that is the last of our questions. That was really fun and eye-opening, and I got to learn a lot more about your family than I thought I knew. Yeah, I think that uh, I at first was like, "Oh my god, how am I going to come up with these questions?" But then I just kind of started thinking about like what. What How matters to you, right? Yeah. 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 So, like, I thought that was a fun idea, and I thought that it kind of just tied in perfectly with even our hot, topic, hot topic to yeah. about family dynamic and how it's different for everyone. It really is. Yeah. That's, yeah. It's woo, woo, Chile. Well, my loud feeling this week does um, kind of fold into the family thing. It was really a theme this week, and I didn't mean for it to be. But, um, I was at brunch yesterday and I'm just like surrounded by children screaming. 
it's not just children like i'm not bothered by the existence of children like that doesn't that's not <laughs> either here nor there that's silly i know they exist i know they're out in the wild whatever your child screaming is killing my buzz like i don't care like you got to get up walk them around i know they need a lap every now and again take them outside i don't want them like trying to grab food off my plate take them outside Ugh. give them a breather but like i don't want to be exposed to your child screaming unrelentlessly because he wants a juice box and you you've got a mimosa like get him out of here get them out of here or find a sitter and you go enjoy your brunch like an adult like i am so i know that single person talk and it's um seems unfair but like i as somebody who volunteers to babysit regularly i want you to have a good time and i want the people around you to have a good time i cannot deal with your child screaming at the top of their lungs while i'm trying to eat waffles I would have to agree with you. There's nothing. And I know that you cannot always control 100%. their meltdowns. I am not saying put a gag on your baby and freaking swaddle it until it can't breathe so it doesn't scream. No. But I am saying I went somewhere the other day, and this isn't even my loud feeling, but I went somewhere. We went to lunch the other day, and there was a little girl who relentlessly and I was like if that was me I would literally be like we're taking our food to go like I don't even want to sit through yeah. that even and I know people say it's different when it's your own kid I don't care it's not that different it's kid not that it different is, whether it came out of your vajay or mine I don't want to hear it screaming in a public enclosed setting like if it's in my house fine that's where they're supposed to scream but like out in public first of all I'm sorry it's embarrassing I know that they're kids and they don't know this is how they communicate but no, no. I'm yeah, but friend. also the parents just whittled down. Like we try to like make all these grand excuses for it, but it's like, no, we're gonna go now. Like, right. That, but it shows the child like there is, no matter how young they are, it shows them that there are consequences attached to your behavior. If you are screaming and we're in a public setting, you're upsetting other people. So therefore we need to remove ourselves. That is a consequence to your action. None yep. of us get to have fun that day. So, my mom definitely took us to the store once and she loves to tell this story. And she said that we kept acting up, kept acting up, kept acting up. And she was finally like, she left her cart, grabbed us and took us out. Morgan was like screaming her head off <laughs> like murder. She said she, you would have thought that she was like beating us and dragging us through Wegmans. And she was like, she got outside and Morgan like kicked her hand and all her coupons just went like flying everywhere. Because this was back when like people still like coupon like crazy. I mean, I don't know if people still do, but they um, still do. Yeah, she removed us because she was like, she took us home, dropped us off, told my dad, "Watch him, I'll be back," and went back to the store to get her cart so she could finish shopping because she was like, "I'm not doing this." No, like, I feel I, that's I one quality I have of my mother's. Like, I am patient to a certain point, but if you're not going to listen, mm -mm, we're done. There's here. no point. There's no point. You're exhausting my patience. I'm not. Doing and it's it. a privilege for you to be out here. Yeah, that's it. Especially during the pandemic. It's a privilege for your little rugrat to be out here. Take them home. Nope. All right. What's your loud feeling? So even though it was a little previewed, I cannot do the ASMR where people are chewing. I absolutely, and I see you're chewing now. Don't you dare. I love, yeah, you are. I love that, um, like the soap cutting. Um, I like like the kinetic sand, but the chewing, like 
And like I said, like I will watch on mute the video of like the people pulling those huge crab legs out. Cause I'm just like, oh my God. But as soon as they start chewing, I'm like, nope, because I don't want to hear. I'm like, and I know that's part of it. Like I know people get enjoyment out of that. And I know that like there are people who specifically like chewing ASMR. Mm-hmm. It just, mm-hmm. And this is not against you because hey, some people might be like soap cutting, you're a freaking weirdo, but it's just so soothing. But to them, the chewing might be soothing. But to me, it's just it gets in my ear like a fucking ugh, God. and I'm like, no. I, listen, I get it, and I don't get why I don't get bothered by it. Um, I don't know because I don't chew like that. I don't, I don't chew like that on purpose. Right, you don't chew like that. I've eaten with you before, but it's. I think it's like that's the point of the video, and I know it that is. they overdo it. So yeah. I can agree with you. There's one thing, and I think I'm the only person that notices it, and I I can stand on this island alone. But some of them, they start chewing. They like pull this big like hunk of food, and they like let some of it hang out of their mouth while they're chewing. There's still a piece hanging out of their mouth. I was like, that annoys me. Put it all in your mouth and then chew. Do not let little pieces dangle. And I even Googled, why do mukbangers let little pieces of food dangle from their mouth while they're chewing? And I've got no answers. This is the only thing Google's failed me on. It's almost like they can't fit it all in their mouth. But you know what else, now that you're saying that annoys me? That's where biting comes in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Take a smaller bite. But um, when people take a bite and put something in their mouth and then immediately put drink in there too, I fucking hate that and you know what it reminds me of is in home alone when they're eating pizza and they're drinking milk with the pizza and i'm like gross like i don't care that you're drinking milk and eating pizza but i care that you take a bite of pizza and immediately without chewing even starting chewing you put liquid in your mouth that to me it's so disgusting and I don't know why. You and I know why milk. people, I've heard why people do pizza and milk because it's a, it's a natural antacid and oh, yeah. well, whatever. But still like, that, first off, TV ruined some foods for me. Like, <laughs> but why you're taking a giant like sip or if you're like, you're eating one thing and you immediately shove another thing in your mouth, like stop, you don't have to. It's still going to be there. Leave it. <laughs> I agree a hundred percent. I do. I might eat like a savage in the comfort of my own home, but there are just things that I'm like, what? Like, stop. (laughs) The other day, (laughs) this is so embarrassing and I don't know why I'm sharing it, but it's so bad. Uh, The other day I like had a come to Jesus moment because I was like laying on the couch and I had a bowl of like chips (laughs) And like, here's the deal. Most people eat bo- chips right out of the bag. I pour them in a bowl. I'm, I'm not completely savage. But I, like, put them on my chest and was just, like, watching TV like this. And, like, I, like, looked at my – I caught a glimpse of myself in the TV when it went black. And I was like, I got to change my life. I got to make some new change. No, you should have been like that lady on 600 Pound Live just, like, hey, throw another chip in your mouth. When oh, she, well. Like, the whipped cream, and she's like – <laughs> like I don't care. <laughs> oh my gosh! So uh, that's where I'm at on that. Also, I have like moths in my house, so I have to get rid of them. Ugh! Yeah, the let, worst. Let one in, and apparently, like my lights were on in the outside, they were not. So one came in, and I guess it had babies. So <laughs> fan fucking tastic. She lived there now. 
she lived there now. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, make sure to share this episode and others with a friend. I do believe this is a good episode for you to start sharing with your family. It's less swearing, but it's still got some stuff in there. Um, but share Sorry, and I like tried my best. <laughs> I don't listen. I don't apologize. Um, if this don't line up with you, then it don't line up with you. Um, but share this episode with a friend or family member and leave us a five star review or follow us on Spotify. But until next week. Bye. Bye. Bye, bitch. <laughs>